turns around and gives more of himself to us. Amen. Tonight we're going to move on to the sixth up of the seven ups of Christianity. And that is to listen up. But before we do, we're going to uh, go to the Lord and pray up. Amen. That's one of the ups that we've learned over the last few weeks. And it's always good to pray up. Amen. So we're going to just one more time go before the Lord and just pray that he anoint me and he anoint you as well. Father God, we just thank you for your presence that's in this place this evening. And Father God, the very first thing that we do is we offer ourselves to you. Father God, because we can't do anything on our own without you, we're absolutely nothing, the word says. And Father God, I don't want to stand up here in my own strength. I don't want to stand up here in my own wisdom or my own power because your word tells us that it's not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord. So, Father, I pray tonight that it would be your spirit that anoints me, your spirit that directs me, your spirit that strengthens me, Father God, to bring forth your word and not my own. And, Father God, it's by your spirit as well that your people are able to receive, that they can't even receive on their own, cannot even be drawn to you on their own, but it's to the work of the Holy Spirit. So we just yield ourselves to your leading this evening so that you would be glorified, so that you would be high and lifted up. And so that you would receive, Father God, all of the glory and not us. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Like I said, we're on number six of the seven ups of Christianity. Those seven things that we need to implement in our lives in order to advance the kingdom of God in our lives. Uh, just to stir us up by way of remembrance, you can put up the next slide. Uh, as you know, I like to just brush up on the ground that we have traveled so far. But how many of you know it's good to stir yourselves up by way of remembrance? The Bible says that. I don't want us to forget the things that we've learned over the last few weeks. But so far, what we have looked at, church, what we have learned is that we as Christians, we as sons and daughters of the Most High God, we as His people have been called to wake up from our slumber, to wake up and realize what time it is, to wake up and remember that the hour is near, that that that. that The night is almost gone and the day of the Lord is almost upon us. We have learned that we are to shape up through our spiritual discipline, shape up so that we are fit to fight and shape up so that we are ready to run. We've looked at the fact that we are to pray up in order to move heaven on our behalf and to move hell out of our way. We've learned to pray up because as we pray up, that is our spiritual way of touching the hem of God's garment and and releasing the power of God into our lives. We've been called to clean up in order to present ourselves to God without spot and without wrinkle and without any other blemish. Those are some of the things that we've looked at so far because God, as we know, is wanting to present us Christ's bride to him spotless and without spot and without wrinkle. And that's why we're to clean up. And last week we learned how we are to dress up in the clothes and the character of Jesus Christ. We learned last week how are we, how we are to wear the clothes that the King of Kings has made available to you and I, church, so that we might sit justly at his banqueting table. Last week we learned about that individual that, that, that entered into that banquet unjustly. 
deeply. He snuck his way in. He failed to put on the clothes that were made available to him. And that's what we learned last week. We must wear the clothes of Jesus Christ because the table of the Lord is reserved for the righteous. And the only righteousness that we can wear is not our own, but it is the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. We always have to remember that no matter what our uh, good deeds look like, no matter how we try to drape ourselves in our own righteousness, our own righteousness is always like filthy rags, the Bible says. So we must put on the righteousness of God, which comes through His Son, Jesus Christ. Remember, every day we must put off the old man, and we must put off the old ways, we must put off the old speech and the old habits and the old way of living, and we must put on the new. And before I even go any further, I want to follow up just a little bit on one of the announcements Pastor made. On the 24th, which is a couple Wednesdays from now, we have an opportunity to do exactly what we learned last week, to put off the old man and to put on the new. Not that when you get baptized, and I'm not going to preach all about baptism, but if you haven't, I just want to give you a, a thought here. It's not like the water has any miraculous power. It's an example of what the Holy Spirit and God is doing in your life. And if you've never been baptized, if you recently, like Pastor said, have just put off the old and you're, you're, you're wanting to put on the new, if you've just come to Jesus Christ, baptism is a way for us to show God that we want to clean up and show God that we want to dress up. So if you've wandered from the Lord and God has called you back, if you've cleaned yourself up, I encourage you to make yourself available for water baptism. Jesus did it, and so we should do it as well. So take the opportunity, if you haven't, to sign up for that. Let the church know so you can be a part of that, that moment. But then, church, after we wake up, shape up, pray up, clean up and dress up, the next step in the process is to listen up. Because the new man must learn to listen to a new voice. Amen. The new man needs to learn to stop listening to the things of the world and start listening to the things of God. The new man, as we learned last week, has a new commander. The new man has a new master. The new man has a new chief, you might say. And we need to learn to listen to the voice of our new master. You see, when you were in the world and you were in the darkness, the old man had an old master. Amen? But when we are born again, when, when old things have passed away and all things become new, now there is a, a, a new voice that we must listen to. And this is why I'm going in this process in the order that we have, that after we clean up and after we dress up, now there's a new voice that we have to listen to. The new man or the old man listens to the calling of the wild. The old man listens to the voice of the flesh. The, the, the old man listens to, if I said new man, I meant the old man. The old man listens to the words of the world. And the, the old man listens to the wisdom of the world and the, the insight and, and just the, the voice of, of the world. The old man listens to the, to the carnal cravings which seem to cry out on a regular basis. You've been there and so have I. One of the greatest struggles we have is who do we listen to and who do we follow? There is the craving of the flesh and there is the, the crying out of the carnal man. You see, there is a carnal voice that cries out to you, that tries to speak to the old man. But we learned last week that we need to put the old man away and listen to the new voice because the new man listens to the voice of God. The new man listens to the spirit of God. The new man listens to the word of God and the unction of God and the leading of God and the discipline of God. The new man, church, listens to a new voice. 
The old man listens to Lucifer and all of his lies and the the lies that he tells us each and every day. You see, you need to realize, which I'm sure you do, that every day this world tells you lies. Every day the television set tells you lies. Every day Hollywood tells you lies. Every day, even in the school system and in the curriculum that our children are learning and in the in the higher education institutions, the world is being told lies. And what the devil's goal is, is for you to listen to him instead of listening to God. Because the devil knows that if you listen to God, you're going to find life. But if you listen to him, you're, you're, you're not going to experience anything but death. So what we need to realize, church, is we have to be careful who we listen to. The new man listens to a new voice. We must understand that there are certain words. Listen, there are certain words and certain voices that the old man likes to listen to. There are uh, there, there are certain voices and and certain words that the old man likes to yield himself to, likes to have speak into his life. There are, there are words and voices that will always try to call the old man out of the grave. And we cannot listen to those voices. You see, just because you're born again, just because you have put on a new uh, a, a, a new dress, just because you are a new creature, doesn't mean that there are, won't be voices that try to resurrect that old man in your life. Every day, the devil will come and he will try to resurrect that old man that you have put in the grave, the old man that you have crucified. You see, this fight that we're fighting, we will fight until the day the Lord calls us home. That we will struggle against the flesh and the old man and carnality each and every day. And the way that we overcome the old man, the way that we keep him in the grave, not that I talked about it a whole lot last week, is by listening to the voice of God. Not listening to the voice of the old man. Not letting that old man be resurrected by the voices of the world and the voices of the devil and the voices that just want to resurrect him out of the grave. The only way that old man is going to be resurrected from the grave is if you listen to him. And if the old man, you give the old man the opportunity to hear the voices of this world. Remember a couple of weeks ago, listen, a couple of weeks ago, we looked at John seventeen seventeen, where Jesus was praying for his disciples. And he said, Father, sanctify them in the truth. And then he said, your word is truth. And I'm saying that. Right before I look at John 14, 6, 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. Here's what you need to understand. The old man listens to Lucifer and his lies, but the new man listens to Jesus and the truth. The new man listens to Jesus because Jesus is the only one that has the truth. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth and the life. I am the way to the truth, and I am the way to life. If you want to experience the truth and want to know the truth and you want to experience in life, then guess what? You must listen to me. You must stop listening to the world. You must stop listening to the desires of the flesh, and you must listen to me. It's the only way that you can find life. Then we look again, John 17, 17, where Jesus himself was praying to the Father for his disciples. And he said, sanctify them in the truth. And he reminded God, said, your word is the truth. And the truth is, listen, we cannot be sanctified in the truth unless we listen to it. 
We cannot be set apart for God's holy use unless we listen to God's holy word. We cannot, we cannot be set apart for God's holy plan for your life or holy purpose for your life unless we listen to God's holy word. You see, God has a holy purpose for your life. He has a holy plan for your life. He has a holy calling upon your life. And the only way that those things will ever be fulfilled in your life is if you listen to his holy word. The only way you and I will ever be holy is through the holy word of God. This is the power of God unto salvation. This is the holy word of God. There's no mistakes in this. There's no corruption in this. There's no iniquity in this. This this is the holy word of God. And this is what we must listen to, church. Why do you think that the world and the church are so lost in darkness? Why do you think the world and the church are struggling with sin? Why is it that the church seems to be so defeated in so many areas? And when I talk about the church, I'm talking about the individual bodies made up of a whole. But why do you think that so many individuals in the church are being defeated? Why they don't seem to be experiencing victory in their life? Why do you think so many Christians, how many sons and daughters of the Most High God are living in bondage? It's because they are not listening to the truth. It's because the word of God says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. If you don't listen to the truth, you won't know the truth. If you don't know the truth, guess what? You'll be living in bondage. Your whole life you will live in bondage to the old man, to the old creature, to the old nature until you begin to listen to the truth. And I'm going to tell you what exactly that means because it means a whole lot more than just hearing what is said. So often we think listening just means, oh, I heard what you said. No, but are you listening to what I said? Tell my kids all the time, I heard you, I heard you. Yeah, you might have heard me when I told you to do something, but you're not really listening to what I have to say. And so often we act that way with God. Yeah, God, I heard you. But there's a big difference between hearing and listening. And we're going to look at that this evening. In John 8:32, Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And the reality is that the church is living in bondage to fear and the church is living in bondage to depression and the church is living in bondage to pornography and to alcohol and to drugs and it's living in bondage to lust and to greed and it's living in, 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 in bondage to anxiety and gossip and envy and so many other things that grieve the heart of God for one main reason. It's because they are not or we are not as a church listening to the voice of God. We're not listening to the word of God because when we listen to the word of God, that word will set us free. That word will break the chain that seems to be holding you. That word will break the bondage, break the yoke and allow you to experience victory and freedom in your life. But you must listen. And this is what the Holy Spirit is saying to us, church, because they are So often we live in bondage because we have exchanged the truth for a lie, the Bible says. When we begin to listen more to the world than we do to the Bible, you're going to end up in bondage. When we listen more to MTV and what the Hollywood uh, elites say, what the, what the liberal media says, or even conservative media says, I don't care who you're listening to. If you're not listening to the voice of God, you're going to end up in bondage. Somewhere in your life, you're going to become a slave to the thing that you listen to. And you will not experience the freedom that God has for us. Listen, remember, the old man walks in his own ways because he listens to self. The old man does what is right in his own eyes, church. He listens to and he is led astray by the lust of the flesh, by the lust of the eyes, and, to the, and, and led astray by the pride of life. 
The ones that are in bondage are listening to the wrong voice. Yes, the ones that are in bondage are those that listen to the lusts of the flesh. When the lust of the flesh begins to grumble and cry out and feed me, feed me, satisfy me. When you listen to that voice, you'll end up in bondage. When you listen to the lust of the eyes that is attracted here and there and by all the things of the world, when you listen, listen, even though you see it, I'm saying you're listening to this voice and it'll lead you into bondage and pride will do the same exact thing. It will lead you to destruction. Pride cometh before destruction and a haughty spirit before a great fall. We must be careful who we listen to. The new man walks in the way of the righteous. The new man walks according to the law and the, and the statutes of the Lord and God directs his path. You see, you and I have a choice to make. Who's going to direct my path? Who is going to lead me? And the reality is the voice we listen to is the voice that directs our path. The voice we listen to is the voice that will determine our eternal destination. The, the voice that we listen to is the one that will lead us through life. The voice that we listen to is the voice that will help us or cause us to make this decision or that decision. To go this way or that way. To live this way or that way. To serve this God or this God. The voice that we listen to, church, is the one that will lead you to heaven or it will lead you to hell. It will lead you to blessings or it will lead you to curses. It will lead you on the path of righteousness for God for 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 his name's sake or it will lead you on the path of disobedience for Satan's sake you see both of them have a goal for your life but the reality is the voice that you listen to every single day the voice that you listen to when you wake up in the morning, the voice that you listen to when you're walking along the way, the voice that you listen to when an individual comes into your life and wants to start up a relationship, the voice that you listen to when you're in the middle of a business dealing, the voice that you listen to when you're faced with a situation or a decision that you have to make in life will determine the result of your life. And that's why we must listen up to the voice of God. Because God is the only one that has a, is able to fulfill His perfect plan in our life, church. If we want to end up at the pearly gates, we must learn to listen up to the voice of God. Because if we don't, there's only one other destination. Listen, I, I know there's a lot of weirdo, wacko teachings out there that you could end up here and you could end up there. Maybe you'll go to purgatory and you can work this off. Maybe heaven is what you think it is. And maybe heaven is this and maybe that. Maybe there is no heaven and there is no hell. But the word of God tells me that there's only two destinations that you and I will end up in. One will be in the arms of, an, of a loving and caring God. One will be in the darkness of hell. One will be in the halls of heaven. One will be in the fire of hell. And who we choose to listen to on a daily basis will determine where we end up. You see, God made a way. We have to take it. God doesn't force us to follow. God doesn't force us. You remember when Jesus was, was walking around in the wilderness and in individuals just out of the blue as Jesus was teaching, I'll follow you. I'll follow you, Jesus. I'll follow you anywhere. And then as soon as Jesus gave the, the requirements to follow, oh, they all disappeared. But Jesus didn't force them to follow. He let them go their own way. And listen, he lets us go as well. He lets us wander wherever we choose to go. But Again, the voice we listen to is the voice that will determine where we end up. John 10, 27. 
Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. It's a real simple. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And what I want you to understand here is where Jesus, uh, this is where Jesus defines the difference between hearing and listening. Because the word that Jesus used in the Greek and in the Hebrew, the word listen means to yield to advice, to follow admonition and to obey. That's far more than hearing. You see, you can hear someone and never follow their advice. You can hear someone and never, ye- and, and never uh, yield to their admonition. You can hear someone and never obey their words. But Jesus here said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So in other words, what Jesus was saying was my sheep yield to my voice, not the world's. My sheep yield to my voice and not the old man's voice. My sheep yield to my voice and not Hollywood's voice or anyone else's voice. My sheep yield to my voice. He, he, it also means that my sheep follow my admonition. They follow my direction. They follow my plan and my purpose for their life. My sheep follow my words and, and not the words of anybody else. My sheep obey me, Jesus was saying. You see, Jesus makes it very clear who his sheep are. You see, there's a whole lot of people out there that say, oh, I'm part of God's flock. Oh, I'm part of the family. Oh, I'm part of the the family of God. Well, Jesus makes it very clear who's part of the family. He makes it very clear who's part of the fold. He makes it very clear who is part of the flock. These are my sheep, Jesus said. They listen to my voice and they follow me wherever I go. I wonder, are we really God's sheep on a regular basis, church? And this is what we need to understand. We need to listen to the voice of God. There's all kinds of sheep out there, and there's even all kinds of sheep in the house of God. But the hard reality is if we are not yielding to Him, if we are not following Him, if we are not obeying His words, we cannot call ourselves His sheep. Because Jesus said, I know my sheep, Jesus said. They're the ones that listen to my voice. I know my sheep. They're the ones that, that, that do what I ask them to do. I know my sheep. They're the ones that walk according to my will and according to my ways. I know my sheep. They're the ones that do not lean on their own understanding, but they acknowledge me in all of their ways so that I might direct their paths and not someone else. Jesus said, I know my sheep. They listen to my voice. And everyone else, according to Ephesians 2.2, is called, are called, the children of the world. According to Ephesians 2.2, those who do not listen to the voice of God are called children of the world. They are called children of disobedience, and God doesn't know them, according to Scripture. God doesn't know them. Remember, in Matthew 7.23, we're reminded of an occasion... When the trumpet sounds and all of us will come before the Lord and Jesus said on that day, many will say to me, Jesus, did I not do this? Did I not do that? Did I not do great and mighty things in your name? Was I not part of the flock? Did I not dress up and clean up? Did I not do all of these things? And Jesus, he said, I will say to them on that day, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Depart from me, you children of disobedience. Depart from me, he was saying, you who didn't listen up. The reality is, church, Jesus will say, I never knew you because you never listened to me. And the individuals that don't listen to God, when I'm talking about listen, remember, I'm talking about yielding to his advice. 
I'm talking about following his admonition. I'm talking about obeying his word. And when Jesus said, I never knew you, it is because those individuals never took his advice. The ones that he will talk to and cast out are the individuals that he will look at and say, I never knew you because you never yielded to my advice. I gave you all the advice you needed. I wanted you to yield to me. You never followed my admonition. You never followed my direction. You never followed my leading. I paved the way, but you never followed. You never obeyed a single word that I spoke to you in your entire life when you claimed to be part of the family. You always did what was right in your own eyes. This is who Jesus is talking to. And we must be very careful, church, never to fall into that snare, never to fall into that trap. It's why we must listen up. The last thing any of us ever want to hear are those words, I never knew you. Because if we ever hear those things in our spirit, it's because we just didn't listen to God. Listen up, follow, obey, and yield to his leading. It's why we've got to listen up. Please don't think that those in the world are the only ones not listening. The house of God is filled with individuals, church, that aren't listening. The house of God is filled with those who have turned a deaf ear to the Word of God and a deaf ear to the Spirit of God, a deaf ear to the Lord Himself. In Hebrews 5, 11 to 12, in a call to spiritual growth, in a call to spiritual maturity, God is speaking to the church. In Hebrews chapter 5, 11 to 12, when you read these verses, and I'll read them as well, God is speaking to His chosen people. He's speaking to a royal priesthood. He's speaking to a holy nation. He's not speaking to the heathens. He's not speaking to those that are out there and lost. He is speaking to his chosen people. And he says this to them. There's much that I would like to say about this, but it's difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull of hearing and don't seem to listen. You've been believers so long that you ought to be teaching others, but instead you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of the gospel over and over and over and over again. Why? Because you're just not listening. You see, he was speaking to a a congregation that thought they were privileged. He was speaking to a congregation that thought they were holy. He was speaking to a congregation that, that thought they were righteous. He was speaking to the house of God. And he said, you're not listening. You're not listening to me. You're not yielding to me. You're not following me. You're not obeying me. Whatever they were doing, it wasn't enough. Because Jesus admonished them, church, and encouraged them to listen. Understand, God is calling the saints to listen up, to start yielding and start following and start obeying his word. The new man must listen to a new voice. In Mark 4, 9, Jesus said, he who has ears to hear let him listen. Some interpretations, it says, let him hear. But when you go back to the original, again, he's using the same word. He's using the same idea and concept. He who has ears to hear, let him listen. And again, these are the words that Jesus speaks to a great multitude of people at the closing of a parable that he tells. And the parable in this passage of scripture that he's telling is the parable of the sower and the seed. And you know the story. The sower is the farmer, the preacher, anybody else. The seed is the word of God and the soil is our soul or the soil is our life. And in verse eight, 
After Jesus talks about some seed falling on the trodden path, after Jesus talks about some seed falling on the rocky soil and in the shallow soil, after he talks about some of this seed, some of this word, some of his instruction being scattered onto thorny soil, he then says this, still other seeds fell on fertile soil and those seeds sprouted and they grew And they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as what had been planted. Then Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear or let him listen. Let him yield to this advice that I've just given. Let him follow the admonition and the instructions that I have just spoken. Let him obey the words that just came from the mouth of my father. And when they do, listen, what Jesus was trying to teach these people is those that listen to God. Those that listen up are the only ones that will see an increase in their life. They're the only ones that will see the power of God multiplied and his provisions multiplied. They're the the only ones that will see 30, 60, or 100 fold returned into their life. No one else will see a return. No one else will see a blessing. No one else will have the multiplied power of God made manifest in their lives except those who listen. The good soil is the soil of the soul that listens to the Word of God. The good soil is the soil of the soul that receives, that yields itself to the Father, that follows His admonition, that follows His correction, that follows His leading. The good soil is the soil of the soul that obeys the words of the Father. And those lives are the ones that will see the 30, 60, and 100 fold in their lives. Because if you fail to listen... If you fail to give ear to the word of the Lord, if you fail to become doers of the word and not just hearers only, the Bible says, if you fail to yield to it, follow it and obey it, it cannot produce power in your life. It can't. It's a biblical principle. It cannot produce a blessing in your life and it's why we must listen up. In Psalm 119.1, David said, blessed. And you ought to do a word study sometime on that word blessed and what it means. Beautified, it means all sorts of things. But blessed is the man who walks. It means sanctified too. You see, there, again, it goes back. Blessed, uh, one of the interpretations for this word blessed is sanctified. And again, we can't be sanctified. We can't be blessed. It's a substitute word unless we listen up. Unless we learn to listen. But he said, blessed is the man who walks according to the word of the Lord. Blessed is the man that yields to the word of God. Blessed is the man that follows his admonition. Blessed is the man that uh, uh, obeys the voice of God in his life. And the sad reality is, listen church, so often we grumble and we complain and we fuss at God about the things that are going on in our lives. We fuss about the difficulties and we fuss about the, the problems and we fuss about the trouble and the struggles that seem to go on in our lives. So often we look at others and we wonder why things are going good for them. Why heaven seems to be open in their life. Why their money seems to go far than our money, why all these good things seem to be happening in their life, why they seem to be rewarded for this and why they seem to be rewarded for that, while diddly squat is happening in our lives, while the soil of our soul isn't producing a single thing, no evidence, no fruit, no anything. We've got to ask ourselves when we find ourselves in a situation like that, that the answer may be that we are simply not listening to the voice of the Lord. You see, 
most of the grumblers that I talk to, most of those that complain about how good God's not because all of this junk's happening in their life, most of them aren't listening to God. Most of them aren't in the Word of God. Most of them aren't praying to God. Most of them aren't in communion with God or communication with God. And they wonder why there's no multiplication in their life. They wonder why there's no fruit. They wonder why there's no abundance. They wonder why there's no evidence of God's miracle working power in their life. And it mainly boils down to the fact that they're not listening to God. There's some area of their life that they're just not yielding to God over. There's some area of their life where they're not following Him. Some area of their life where they're not obeying Him. And they know it purposely. And this is why that soil and that life cannot produce fruit. Because they're not listening to God. Because, listen, that ground is accursed. You need to realize that the the soil that grows is the soil that gives itself to God. The soil that, 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 that disobeys, put it that way, the soil that disobeys is a cursed soil. God can't multiply anything in it. So what kind of life am I? Am I, the, am, am I the kind of life that can multiply, have God's power multiplied in my life? It is a serious question we have to ask ourselves. If you're not seeing any fruit, any evidence, any power being manifested in your life, you seriously got to stop and say, God, what condition is the soil of my soul? Am I listening to you? Is there an area of my life where I'm being disobedient, where I'm not yielding, where I'm doing my own thing instead of yours? And once we give that to God, you watch how God's blessings rise up in your life. The spiritual truth is we cannot be blessed without listening up. But we can't just listen to anyone. We can't just listen to any old soul that has something to say to us. Listen, you better be very careful who you listen to when it comes to spiritual matters. You better be very careful who it is that says, thus saith the Lord into your life. You better have a close enough relationship with God that you understand that that's God speaking or the devil speaking. Whether that's the Lord speaking or Lucifer speaking. Whether that's the new man that needs to be spoken to or the old man that's trying to be resurrected. Don't just grab on to every little thing that sounds good because it could lead you astray. You need to learn to listen to the voice of God. You need to test the spirits that come into your life, that try to say things into you and sow seeds into your life. We can't just listen to anybody. Remember, Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing. Hearing what? The Word of God. You see, faith comes from not just hearing or listening to anybody that has something to say to you. Faith doesn't come by hearing anybody that calls himself this or calls himself that. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's where faith comes from. You see, you're not going to get any, your faith, your faith in all reality is not going to be built up by any words I speak to you. Your faith isn't going to be affected or strengthened uh, or, or made supernatural by any word a man speaks to you. It's going to be strengthened by the word of God. Please understand, faith and blessings come from hearing the word of the Lord. Not from hearing my word. Not from hearing Dr. Phil's word, not from hearing Oprah's word, not from hearing Dr. Oz's word, not from hearing Obama's word or Bill O'Reilly's word or anybody else's word. Your salvation comes from hearing the word of the Lord. Your blessings come and your faith comes from hearing the word of the Lord. 
The only word that has the power to save your soul is the word of God. The only word that has the power to set your mind straight is the word of God. The only word that has the power to bring you out of darkness and into its glorious light is the word of God. The only word that has the power to set you free is the word of God. You understand the only word that has the power to, to be a light unto, a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path is the word of God. The only word that has keeping power and staying power, according to David, is the word of God. The only word that can keep a young man pure is the word of God. The only word that can just have any impact in your life is the word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of what? The word of God endures forever. God's word, church. It's why we have to listen to it. It's why we have to yield to it and obey it, because it's the only word that leads to life. Every time the word of God is spoken, whether it's Sunday morning, Wednesday night, Sunday school, whether you hear it on the radio, whether you hear it off TV, whether you hear it from your husband, whether you hear it from your wife, whether you hear it from your mom, your dad, your neighbor, every time you hear the word of God, we have to learn to listen to what was said. Because these words are living. These words are active. These words are more powerful than any two-edged sword. And the reality is, unless we listen to them, they have no power in our life. These words will have absolutely no power in your life until you listen to them. And remember, every time I say listen, it's not hearing. Remember, if you remember anything tonight, when God says listen, he means yield. When God says listen, he means follow. When God says listen, he means obey. And the only way these words will ever have any power in your life is when you yield to them. When you follow them, when you obey them, are you getting what the Holy Spirit is saying? The only way that the, the, the power of God will be released into your life is when you listen to the word of God. This is what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell us, church. They have the power to do something miraculous in our life. They have the power to produce, they have the, the, the ability to, to multiply and produce God's power in your life. And unless you listen to them, they're going to remain idle. Unless you listen to the words of God, they won't be active. They won't be powerful. Unless you listen to them, listen, they, they are not more powerful than a two-edged sword. They cannot separate the old man from the new man. But once you begin to listen to these words, it works like a, a, a surgical scalpel, and it begins to cut out those things in your life that don't belong there. It begins to cut out the old man, and the old ways and the old habits can completely remove the things of this world so that the only thing left is the, the Word of God. Understand the power of heaven is contained in these pages, church, contained in these pages. And that power is only loosed in our lives when we listen. Heaven is filled with power. There's no nothing, nothing is impossible with God. But listen, things will remain impossible in your life until we begin to listen to God. The, the impossible situations that you face in your life, the mountains that you, you face, the, the hurdles you have to climb over, the giants that stand in your life, none of those can be defeated in your life until you listen to the Word of God. Because when you listen to the Word of God and you do what it tells you to do, that's when power is released into your life. And so we've got to learn how to listen to the Word of God. But that's where so much of the trouble begins, church. Because so many individuals, they want the blessings of God without having to listen to God. 
They want his power. Listen, we all want the blessings of the king and we want the power of the king and we want the provisions of the king and we want the protection of the king and we want the promises of the king. But we don't want to listen to the king. We don't want to yield to the king. We don't want to follow the king or have to obey the king. And that's where the trouble starts, church. God is saying to his people, if you want to be part of the kingdom, then you have to listen to the king. If you want to be my sheep, then you have to listen to my voice. And the truth is, we've got to stop, stop listening to Lucifer and start listening to the Lord. We have to stop listening to the voices of this world that will surround you on a daily, regular basis and start becoming sensitive to the voice of God so that we can walk on the path of righteousness, so we can do the things that are right in God's eyes. So that we can do that which is well-pleasing to the Father. And it will only happen if we listen up, church. If we listen up. The sad truth is, even when the church listens, so many people will only listen so long. They will listen to God only up until a certain point. I've been there. And if you're honest with yourself, so have you. You see, so many individuals in the house of God, we've got to stop pointing out there at the world and how wicked they are and how lost they are and how, how evil they are. We're the sons and daughters of the Most High God. We're children of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and we'll only listen to Him so long. We'll only listen to Him so far, just like our kids will only listen to us so long and so far. They'll listen until they get a smack across their butt, or they'll listen until they get disciplined, or they, they'll listen until they're grounded. And unfortunately, it's how God has to work with us. He has to discipline us because we're not listening to Him. He has to discipline us and ground us and do all these other things until we learn to yield to His authority in our lives. So often we think we know better than the Father, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Oh, I know better than Him. I'm wiser than Him and smarter than Him. Oh, Lord. The Bible tells us that the, the wisdom of man is less than the foolishness of God. And yet we think... Yeah, we think we're so much greater. We can do it all on our own. But listen, I don't want to get too far off the track. The sad truth is, even God's people will only listen so long. They'll listen until it cuts against the grain. They'll listen until it actually costs them something. They'll listen to everything the pastor has to say until he starts talking about tithing and starts talking about giving. And then they shut down and they won't listen anymore. Because that can't be God speaking. That's just the pastor who wants to pad his pockets with some green. So we stop listening. And what you and I need to understand is that Jesus said, I don't speak on my own accord. I speak what the Father tells me to speak. And I, and I speak it how He tells me to speak it. And when the pastor standing up here as an oracle of God, it is God speaking through him. We can't cut him off. Just because we don't like what's being said. And the reality is we'll listen until we have to give or tithe. We'll listen until we're called to serve. We'll listen until it becomes uncomfortable. We'll listen until we have to change our lifestyle. We'll listen until I gotta give up drugs. We'll listen until I gotta give up alcohol. I'll listen until I have to turn off the pornography. I'll listen until I have to get rid of that heathen that I've yoked myself to. I'll listen until it costs me something and then I'm not gonna listen anymore. I'll listen until I don't like what I hear. And then I'll close my ears to what's being said. I'll close my eyes to God and I won't listen up any longer. 
And as soon as that happens in our lives, we cut off the blessings of God and our life will not produce. And His power will not be made manifest in our lives. We as God's children need to listen up until the King returns. We need to listen to the hard words and the tough words. We need to listen to the good words and the happy words. We need to listen to His reproof. We need to listen to His rebuke. We need to listen to His correction. We need to listen to His admonition. We need to listen to His praise and to His encouragement. We need to listen to God. We've got to yield to whatever it is that He is saying in our lives. Listen, church. In Acts chapter 22, and I'm going to begin to bring this to a close. Paul was speaking to the Jews, and in verse 22 it says, They listened to him up to a particular statement. And then they raised their voices and said, Away with this man, he should not be allowed to live. Simply because they didn't like what they heard. And I'm not going to go into a big story, but what they heard was the fact that, that the Gentiles could come into a relationship with God too. They thought, oh, it's only us. We're the only the special ones. We're the only ones that deserve to hear the word of God. We're the only ones that, that should be his children. We're the only ones. And when they heard Paul speaking to the Gentiles about salvation and about the love of God, they turned against Paul and they dragged him in to be arrested. And he stood up to begin to give a defense about why he was speaking what he was saying. And then it says they listened to him to a certain point. And then they said... He doesn't deserve to live. It sounds a little bit like Jesus, doesn't it? They listened to Jesus up to a certain point. They listened to him until they didn't like what they heard. And then they crucified him. And I don't want to be too harsh with this. But the reality is, when we don't listen to God, we crucify him just like they did. When we don't listen to God, we put him up on a cross. When we don't listen to God, we're the ones with the hammer in the hand, banging it into his hand and putting him up on a cross. When we don't yield to his voice, when we don't follow his admonition, when we don't obey his words, we're just as guilty as those individuals that said, crucify him, crucify him, that turned him over to Pilate, the high priest Caiaphas, holy man of God thought he was, didn't like what he heard. So he crucified Jesus Christ. And we have to be careful, church, that we don't do the same exact thing. Because when we disobey God, when we don't yield to him, that's exactly what we're doing, church. And this is the verse that I'm going to close with. In Matthew chapter 17, verse 5, I'm going to actually read it. I'm going to read the whole thing. Because this is what God is calling us to. In Matthew chapter 17, beginning in verse 1, it says, And six days later, six days later than what? Six days after Jesus had just taught his disciples about what it would cost to be his disciples, what price they would have to pay to be called his sheep, what price they would have to pay to be called sons and daughters or uh, to be called part of the family of God. Six days after he spoke those words, he took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and brought them up to a high mountain by themselves. And he was transformed. Jesus was transformed right before them. And his face shone like the sun and his garments became white as light. 
And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them talking with Jesus. And Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three tabernacles here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. And some of yours might even say because he didn't know what to say. I don't know if any of yours says that, but in the original it says because he doesn't know what to say. Listen, I'm just throwing this in. Sometimes when we're in front of God, we don't need to say anything. We need to just shut our mouth and listen up. And this is exactly what was happening with Peter and James and John. He he wasn't supposed to say anything. God didn't want him to have to talk. Jesus wasn't asking him to talk. And he goes on and he says, we, we can make one for you and for Moses and one for Elijah. And while he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. This is what God said. It's not, wasn't Jesus saying, God is telling us tonight, listen to my son. And the same exact word that God used is the one that I defined earlier. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. I want you to yield to his advice. He's telling his close disciples, I want you to follow his admonition. I want you to obey the words that he speaks. And God is calling us to do the same exact thing, church. He's calling us to yield to the Son. He's calling us to follow the Savior. He's calling us to obey the words of Jesus Christ. And if you're here tonight and you're willing to say, God, I want to be more than a hearer. I want to be a listener. Uh, I want to be that individual that yields and follows and obeys. If that's who you are willing to to yield to this evening. I just want you to stand to your feet. It's just the, the way that I feel like I'm going to end this, that we have, we have listened to how to wake up and we've listened how to shape up and we've listened how to pray up and to wash up and to dress up. But it doesn't stop there, church. We need to learn how to listen up because the listen that he's talking about is becoming a doer of the word and not just a hearer only. And so if we want to listen up, that's what it's going to require. It's going to require for us to become a doer of the word and to put into practice for our life to match our attire. Amen. You see, it's one thing to dress up, but it's another thing to live according to the garments that you're wearing. And that's what God's calling us to do this evening. Father God, we thank you for your word this evening. We thank you, Father God, for the journey that you've taken us through thus far over the the past six weeks. We thank you, Father God, for the truth and the revelation that you have brought to us, the things, God, that you have called us to do and, and, and desire for us to do so that we can be blessed. And God, we've learned this evening that there is a way for us to have your power multiplied and made manifest into our lives. There is a way for the words of, uh, of heaven to be multiplied 30, 60, and 100 fold in our lives, to see, to see your manifest power in our lives. And that is for us to listen up. It's by yielding to you, God, by following you and by obeying you. And God, I pray that you would just build us up this evening, God, in the most high faith, that you would teach us, God, to listen up. God, that you, are te- you would teach us that there's times that when we come into your presence that we need to just be quiet and listen. Your word tells us that we should be slow to speak and quick to listen. 
So help us to be listeners, God, those that are willing to to not just hear, but to receive your word and act upon your word. I thank you for your truth that you've given us this evening. I pray that it would find a place in the soil of our soul that it might bear fruit and fruit that will last. I pray that you would open up our ears to heaven, that you would open up our ears to your word, that you would open up our ears to your Holy Spirit, to your unction, to your leading, to your revelation, to your truth, to anything you would speak into our lives. Help us to distinguish the voices that come into our lives. Help us, God, to stop listening to the lies of Lucifer that will lead us to nothing but destruction. And help us to listen to the truth, the truth that will set us free. The truth, Father God, that will lead us into righteousness and godliness and holiness. The truth that will lead us into heaven. So let us be listeners tonight, I pray, by the power of your Holy Spirit. And all of God's people said, Amen. Can we just bless the Lord as always, church? Amen. I challenge you to listen up this week as you go out. There's going to be a lot of voices that come your way. But listen up to the Spirit of God and you'll find blessing. Amen. Be blessed as you go.